Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. Bob Richardson joining us, Senior Counsel over at National Care Public Relations. Hello there. Hello. Is there any news this week? Oh, there might be a little, maybe. <laughs> and Peter Sherman, broadcaster, businessman, and former PCMPP. Hello. Hello. It's great to talk to you, Alex. It's nice been to have too long. you. Yeah, for sure. Got to get yeah. you on here more. Um, this story came out late today, and I do not think it's going to do Mr. Trudeau any favors. I mean, it is only one side of it, but just uh, forgive me and give a little setup so that people understand the context of it. Selena Cesar Chavenis, uh, first time liberal MP. Uh, who not only announced she will not be running again, has also been a very vocal supporter of Jody Wilson-Raybould. She is speaking out tonight to the Globe and Mail. She tweeted out something yesterday that was interesting, saying, I did come to you recently twice. Remember your reaction, which certainly got a lot of people wondering. Well, tonight she says she had told Mr. Trudeau that she was not going to run again, and she says that he told her to wait because Wilson-Raybould had just quit cabinet that day on February 12th, and she said he felt he was worried because the optics of having two women of color leaving uh, would not look all that good and you know have an impact. She says that um, she had told him she hoped he could one day understand the impact that political life had had on her family. She said threats uh, to her safety had been made against her in the past, and he was, quote, yelling and yelling that I didn't appreciate him, that he'd given me so much, and when she pushed back, he then apologized. She claims a week later, she talked to him again, and she was met with hostility and a stare down, and then he stomped out of the room without a word, but came back to apologize later that day. Um, I'll start with you on this, Bob, because uh, you're both, both you're both political animals, so you get this world. That is her side of it. Um, I'm sure the prime minister will say something back. But the bottom line is this is a drip drip that is just going to aggravate an already aggravating situation. You know what? We have 185 MPs. Um, the vast majority of MPs are backing the prime minister on this, including dozens and dozens of women right across the country. All I'm going to say about this individual MP, she's been a very interesting MP for the last three and a half years. And you know what? I'm going to leave it at that. She, well, she is, you know, Peter, she is a very kind of, um, out, like, she's got some interesting views. Uh, she's a definitely very outspoken. Uh, but the bottom line for Mr. Trudeau is he's on the defense on this. So even if she, even if she's not uh, being 100% right, uh, people will, will hear this. It's true. And, and uh, you know, there's a question. If I were talking to Selena Cesar Chavanis, I, I would say, tell me something. Are you really a liberal? <laughs> Are you really a liberal? Because I, I, there's so much going on in the sense that we can, we, we can and we will be talking about uh, Trudeau himself mm-hmm. and, and this whole issue. But take her and isolate it. If you're a liberal... Shut the hell up and go away if that's what you want to do. Partisan politics, that's what you got into. Did you not take politics 101? Don't tell me you're a woman. Don't tell me you're a woman of color. These things all play into everything, and particularly on a day like International Women's Day. But now we're talking about the uh, the, the makeup of a party that mm-hmm. is going to run for re-election in October. You know me, I'm like you. I, I would like the whole damn party to go away and for us to see a, a Prime Minister sheer. But uh, I don't know if that's going to happen, and that's not what we're talking about. Right now, we're talking about a woman who's doing a he said, she said, or uh, I guess the equivalent in political terms. When you make a decision to go away, you go away. I did it myself, mm-hmm. and I did not 
go into the public world and talk about what went on between me and whoever. And I think she should have been smart enough to do likewise. Yeah, I'm not I'm not big Bob on kind of leaving dangling kind of innuendos out there. I don't think it's fair. It's not fair to the public. It's not fair, uh, you know, whether you want to be fair to Mr. Trudeau or not. You know, if you're going to say something, just say it. And, and I would say that to anybody in that party. If you're going to leave, leave, but don't be dangling stuff. Well, she clearly has not done that, and all I'm going to say is she's been a very interesting member of Parliament, <laughs> and I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> Short, <laughs> to the point, you need to get into that war room and start uh, writing the talking points for the Prime Minister's off. Uh, Prime oh, Minister's no. Off. Yeah. Nobody told me anything. These are just my personal views. No, I'm saying and you're concise in you. Yeah. Uh, I have uh, watched her uh, conduct as a member of Parliament for the last three and a half years. And all I'm going to say is, I am going to leave it at that. <laughs> okay, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Supreme Court of uh, Canada, though, today was uh, not a great day for the Prime Minister. It's, it, it puts him into, I think, a bit of a challenging position. Uh, the Supreme Court, of Canada, uh, Supreme Court, I think what you could probably call an ex- outside expert, turned down S&C's bid for a judicial review of the case. So, no, to- you know, they're not going to toss it out. So it's all up to the Prime Minister's office on this thing. And this whole nagging deferred prosecution. And Mr. Trudeau was asked about this. You know, are you going to, in fact, make this decision happen? And he's leaving it up to his AG, David Lametti, who has not said no and said they're still looking at this. But, Peter, the optics of this, uh, if it now gets rammed through, now that Jody Wilson-Raybould has said no and the Supreme Court has said no, if the prime minister goes through with this, I mean, a lot of people are going to feel like a fix was in. They dare not do this. I've got to say it, and I can't say it any more succinctly than that. Um, we, we've been through this dance for the past month. Do you really believe, and I'm, not, I'm asking this rhetorically, does anybody really believe that the word is going to go out from Trudeau's office to Lametti uh, to override everything that's gone on, or do you think that Lametti on his own, acting as Attorney General, is going to say, you know what, this, this was messed up from the beginning, so uh, let's, just, let's just do a, um, a remediation settlement with these people and will let SNC go away. No, SNC has been around for a very long time, and it's a great big company and a jewel of Quebec, but it's done some bad things by its own admission, and uh, and we've watched it do that. Uh, and, and Quebec is not as special in the overall scheme of things in Canada as some of the people in the Liberal Party would like us to think. Uh, they're, they're like Ontario, they're like Alberta, they're like a lot of places. They've got a company called SNC. It did some bad things. It's going to have to pay the Piper, full stop. Yeah, I think so too. Look, uh, David Lametti was on with our Mercedes Stevenson last week, Bob, and she asked him directly about this. Are you going to do this? And he didn't say no. And she even said, well, is it, even if it is for electoral gain, would you would you say either way? And the bottom line is they're still looking at it. Do you get the sense that that is not going to happen now? Well, look, number one, let's be clear. This has been the worst handled political issue <laughs> in the last four weeks that I have seen in contemporary Canadian political history in the last 25 years. Go, so, Bob. <laughs> and, 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 and I'm a liberal. Yeah. yeah. So you know what? Like, and, I, and I would like to see the prime minister reelected. I think his government's done, by and large, a good job, and I'd like to see him reelected. This is, this is almost a master case for uni- university communications courses. So, so let me tell you where I'm, I'm starting from. Um, what they should have done is... <laughs> They should have taken every word uh, that the that the British Parliament did, Conservative right. Prime Minister uh, May. They should have taken every word that she did in Britain to say, you know what, we're going to let these guys continue on because they've created a lot of jobs and they've done a lot of stuff. They were bad in the past. They've cleaned up their act. 
here's the resolution. They passed it to the British Parliament or whatever law that they put in. We should have taken the exact same thing and did that. Oh, no, we can't do that. <laughs> Instead, we've been involved in this he said, she said circus that has gone on for four weeks. So as a liberal, I'm cheesed about it yeah. because we look ridiculous. Because at the end of the day, what the government's trying to do is say, look, it's not the same company as it was before. They've cleaned up their act. And by the way, this whole act happened not when they were in office, when another party was in office. But I digress. Um, and uh, but instead of in, instead of that, you know, we've just seen this master class circus. Um, and um, and it's been embarrassing. Well, let me ask so, you this, Bob, because you've done this for a long time. I mean, certainly they've got enough people within that party, the organization, to say, okay, guys, you guys are in full implosion. We're going to bring in a team to get this right. I mean, four weeks, and yesterday was a disaster for them. I just, how come they have not been able to get it right for four weeks? Well, you know what? I think uh, sometimes in politics, people dig in, yeah. and sometimes in politics, people think, oh, you know, if we just go another day, it's going to get better. By the way, it never gets better. Uh, and I think this has been a classic example of that. And I don't think we learned the lesson yet. Uh, the prime minister's uh, uh, speech the other day, or yesterday morning at 8 a.m., was kind of, it was sign, It was like Seinfeld. There was, you know, at the end of it, there was no there there. Yeah. And there is a clear logical answer to this question. There is a clear, logical way to get out of this, and we need to move on to that. And we haven't done that. And as a liberal, I'll be blunt, I'm frustrated. Yeah, I bet. I, look, I've heard that from a lot of liberals who are saying, guys, like, <laughs> you're not helping us. But I don't even know if they, I don't know if they can put this toothpaste back in the tube at this point, uh, Peter. You know, they, they can't. And I'll tell you what should be frustrating. I'm sure to Bob, he can speak for himself, and, and I hear he is. And, and I think to uh, anybody who's a... Uh, an observer of politics, which includes you and I. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm never, I've never, I shouldn't say never. I was a liberal when I was 18 because my mom told me to because I lived <laughs> in the West End of Montreal. Uh, but I, I've been a conservative ever since I, I got really into politics. And, and uh, so I, I look at this thing and I say, what really happened here? What really happened here is an optical illusion. Um, there, there wasn't a reason for anybody to uh, to blow this thing to the levels that it's been the the fact of the matter is that from a legal perspective the prime minister has done nothing the problem that we've got and i and i'm not his defender the last thing i'd be we have a duality between ministry of uh, minister of justice and attorney general we have a duality between the prime minister in this case and the mp for papineau these things need review and they need to be changed so that we don't get into a, a nonsense situation like this and then the mp for papineau could represent himself or herself appropriately and then the attorney general could make the appropriate recommendation without sitting at the cabinet table and and i find this nonsensical so what's what's he guilty of he's guilty of of bad optics and they're probably going to cost them big time yeah look i mean had they got it right out of the gate and been able to explain it we would not be talking about that and the Bingo. thing the thing that frustrates me is that our country's getting a really bad reputation that shouldn't be happening and nothing's getting done so that that's where i get frustrated hey no name calling here just differing opinions going head to head with counterpoint Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. We got Bob Richardson and Peter Sherman tonight for our counterpoint. Um, Lisa McLeod, uh, I do not envy her these days. She's got the toughest ministry, I think, well, they call it the Ministry of Tears for a reason. But 
The autism file, um, you know, has obviously been a very tough one. It's a very emotional one. But she has now um, been placed under, I guess, 24-7 security following the arrest of a woman who's facing a number of of, um, charges of uttering threats. And then today there was another incident in Ottawa where she was um, speaking and they had to take her out of the event. Now, I don't know what's going on, but, um, you know... Peter, this is a very difficult file to handle, and I don't think they've done it all that well. I get that they have to be tough with the dollars and cents, but maybe the approach should have been a little bit more gentle. However, it does not in any way um, excuse any kind of violence against any politician. And and, and I think at some point someone's got to say, hey, calm down. Does the opposition um, have a kind of responsibility at this point to say, okay, let's tone it down a little bit? It'd be nice if they did, but uh, I've got to be honest. I spent seven years there watching the other guys do it, and they didn't do any better a job. In fact, right. I don't think they did one that's anywhere near as good. And uh, we yelled pretty loud. Yeah. So, albeit I, it's I, a different I, political climate these days. I mean, uh, it wasn't quite as 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 partisan and hard in social media as it is now. I, I, but I get it. Yeah. I suppose that's true, and social media certainly lends weight to it. On the one hand, on the other hand, um, I, I'm a person who happens to know on a personal level Lisa McLeod quite well, and I know that she was committed to this file long before she had responsibility for it, long before she was a minister of the crown, long before she was uh, part of an elected government. Yeah. And and so I, I, I trust her instincts. The difficulty that she's got, and I, I would have to say we, the big we have, mm-hmm. is that autism is, is something that no family should have to endure on its own. Yep. And there were 23,000 kids of families who were uh, under six and enduring it on their own. And essentially, dumbing this down, all she did is say, we've got, we get this much money, we're going to spread it out so everybody at least gets a start. And that whacked some people in the shins who already were um, being funded because they were told there were going to be limits on, on the funding and they don't want to see limits. You want to spend another billion, two billion, three billion to fund everybody to the max for the rest of their lives? You can do it. But to do it, you're talking about uh, significant tax increases. You're talking about uh, cutting away from other ministries. And I'm not for a moment diminishing um, the, the families who are up against this or the kids who are up against this. I don't know where it comes from. Oh, well, you know, blend it with health and education. This is the one file, Bob, where I think, look, they have been abandoned for 20 years. And I don't care the government that did it. I mean, look, there was a lot of mistakes made. But this is the one file where these kids are going to get lost to a world of darkness. And then we are going to be paying even more in like 30, 40, 50 years. But at some point, they've got to deal with this. Oh, I think we lost Bob. Needs to be- oh, there you go. What, what I think needs to happen here is this needs to be referred to a bi- or tripartisan committee of the legislature to come up with a proper way to respond to this. When the Conservatives have been in office as a Liberal, we have ho- we howled against them. When the Liberals were in office, the Conservatives have howled against us. And this has gone on, and it's been cheap politics, if I can put it that way, for a long, long period of time. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure that the autism community is better off as a result of that. How would you what solve you, it? Uh, well, I'll tell you what I wouldn't do. I wouldn't do what they're doing right now. Um, but what should probably happen is let's set up a, a committee of the legislature with members from, uh, from the three parties, and let's see if we can come up with an approach that makes sense. 
there is not enough money to solve this problem. But they could take so, some from so the old, like they could take it, like say like, guys, you got to give up something. Let's give up part of the old, I, maybe I, maybe you start senior kindergarten and take the funding from the, the you know, the lower grade. No, in, in I, I'm not sure you need to do that. I wouldn't pre, pre, pre-announce what the, what the response is to this. But what we need to do is sit down. We need to be realistic. We need to stop playing cheap politics. Quite frankly, I'll be blunt. Lisa McLeod, and I'm, I, I think Peter was there and some others, they were out there saying how terrible the Liberals were and what a terrible job they had done, even though they increased funding. And quite frankly, uh, the Conservatives are in there now and the same sort of uh, parade is going on. So this has gone on under all the parties. Nobody's hands are clean on this one. Fix it. Yep. And the only way you're going to do it is to take people from each of the parties who are reasonable and smart, figure out an approach. There's not enough money to do everything that um, people want to have done. And let's be clear about that off the top, which no party has done either, to be clear and honest with the parents. There are some things that can be done and there are things that can't be done. And then move on from there. Let me say let me say two things in response to Bob um, Alex. Uh, number one, I I don't disagree with the idea of a select committee, which is what he's talking about, ch- uh, tasked with doing this. They did it on mental health a few years ago, and the current health minister was on it from opposition. Now she's in a position of power. I think that that kind of thing can work. That said, put it in a corner and and don't tell me that the liberals couldn't have made other choices back when they were there. I don't mean to harken back. On the one hand, on the other hand, there was a guy that they tasked by the name of Don Drummond, who, who came out with 200 and some odd recommendations for what you could do to uh, put the, the government's fiscal house in order. But uh, they were not listened to. And one of the things was, don't introduce full-day kindergarten now. Mm-hmm. That was a cost of between 2 and $3 billion. Do you think you could have solved the autism issue on that? I think you could have, and that was the first things first thing. Just quickly, because I want to move I, on to the I, soccer. I think that's an example, sorry, Peter, yeah. of cheap politics. I can give you examples of things that this government should not be doing right now. Their ridiculous, uh, their ridiculous view on climate change, which wiped out two and a half billion dollars of, of revenue and has got them in trouble with the bond rating agencies is a good example of that. So let me tell you, there's stuff that you can point to on either side. That's the discussion we don't need to have going on right now. What we need to do on this issue is say, let's park the politics and let's figure out how how we deal with this issue because what we're doing today isn't working. I got to be honest. Look, if Ford if Ford reached across and said, "Let's all solve it together," he, I think you know what it would be such a tone that they wouldn't be used to. And if they can do it together, then they all take the blame together and reap the rewards. But okay, I want to get this in quickly uh, because it is International Women's Day. But three months before uh, the beginning, um, before they're beginning their defense of their Women's World Cup uh, title, American players on the female side uh, basically upped the ante on their legal dispute with the U.S. Soccer Federation over equal treatment and play and pay. So they filed a federal discrimination lawsuit against the Federation Friday, alleging ongoing institutionalized gender discriminations, uh, including unequal pe- uh, play with uh, against the guys teams. Bob, do you get the s- sense that they might win this or where do you think this goes? Well, I, I have to be a little cautious on this issue. I, I uh, full disclosure, sit on the board of Canada Soccer. That's why I thought and, you'd be such uh, a good voice on this. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it's a complicated issue, and I don't want to uh, I, I don't want to disparage our U.S. friends, but um, I think over the years, 
Um, there has been in uh, sports that have men and women in them. Soccer is a good example of that. Hockey's another where there's been big disparities. And I think it's time to close the gap on that. And I think uh, U.S. soccer needs to work on that. Canada soccer needs to work on that. The difference between us is, um, quite frankly, to be blunt, our men's teams have generally been terrible and our women's teams have carried the uh, carried the water over the last 10 or 15 years so we're in a little bit of a different place than they are but but not that much and uh and i think the disparity between men and women needs to close over a period of time it's 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 a complicated issue there's lots of things involved but uh we've got to do better than we have thanks guys i appreciate you sharing your friday with me good to be with you thank you that is bob richardson and peter sherman joining us tonight for this counterpoint You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.